0: All you beauts and beauties out there I want to talk to you quick about a couple of sponsors of our show but the unique thing is that it's the same owner and that's Matt Rideout. Matt has a landscaping business that specializes in design and installs for your front and backyard. He can even do water features like bubbling rocks. He's very friendly, informative and cost efficient. He also runs rideout training facility that specializes in personal training. Matt is an excellent personal trainer and will soon be doing hockey boot camps. So, all you young hockey players out there, this is the man you want to talk to. Check out Rideout Landscaping and Rideout Training. You can contact him at
1: 519 566
2: 0026. And what is going on, everybody? It is episode number 60 of Hattrick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hatrick Hockey. If you like my shirt there, if you like that, you can just go on to our links, click them, bring you right into our merch store. You can get all sweet HGH merch. we got some new stuff coming out, designing some really nice stuff. So that's going to be coming out soon. So look for that. This being episode number 60, Rob, this is the Jose or uh, shall I say, Jose Theodore edition. He played seventeen seasons with Montreal, Colorado, Washington, Minnesota, Florida. He played six hundred and forty-seven games. He had a two point six eight goals against, nine oh nine save, thirty-three shutouts. He had two hundred and eighty-six wins as a goaltender. He's a World Junior and World Cup gold medalist. He's won the Vesna. He's won the Heart, and he's also won the NHL Most sportsmanship award like Rob's Esso award there and he's also won a championship in the Quebec Major Junior League as well so hell of a run that man had right there and he always said Jose is from Mexico Jose is from Montreal (laughs) that's what he says because it drives him nuts when people call him Jose so it drives him fucking up the wall so on that note I'll bring in my boy my line mate Rob What's up, dude? How was your weekend?
1: Busy.
3: Mm-hmm. We had,
1: uh, we had, uh, uncle Nick's, uh, anniversary. There yeah, out, out at his place. You you guys that happened to go out there and, uh, do a lot of cleaning or. Something. Yeah.
2: I was doing the whole setup for it.
1: Yeah. But then, yeah, you guys couldn't make it out with all the kids and everything. Yeah. That's it's totally it, understandable.
2: And it was hot as hell. <laughs>
1: it was, it was crazy hot balls. Um, so we did that. We had a great time there. Um, and then Saturday, we went out on the boat with uh, Ray and Tara. And um, so Ray lends his truck to his buddy, and his buddy lends him a Lamborghini. Come on. Yeah. So I got to go for a ride in a Lamborghini, and Sorry? this fucking thing, unreal. Like ten cylinder Lamborghini, like oh, yeah. and, they're so fast. I I I'm at a loss for words on how fast that fucking car. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I was not scared. Raised great driver, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I it was unreal. And then we went out in their boat. Spent uh, the the uh, Saturday out there and just had a blast. I fucking love boating. <laughs> Like it was a hundred degrees out there, but yeah. as soon as you get a little bit of sweat, jump in the water, jump out. The water had to have been hot. Uh, I don't know, probably eighty three,
2: eighty four. Yeah, perfect. Like
1: in, in the bay, it was awesome, and uh, we hooked up with uh, a bunch of friends and got to see a bunch of people we hadn't seen in a while. So it was, it was all in all a great time. Beautiful. And then Sunday. Uh, I might have eaten something bad on Saturday, so yeah. I didn't didn't get into too many beers or drinks, and uh, watched everybody else get dr- yeah,
3: drunk.
2: I was gonna say tonight. that was the exact opposite for me on Sunday. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So oh, Friday, you guys, all drunk.
2: Yeah, well, Friday, Saturday, we just kind of, you know, we just hung out. We were at Marty and Tom's and stuff like that on Saturday for a little while. Friday, we just kind of hung out at home. But then yesterday, we ended up meeting up with you guys. And uh, so we were at like Misty's, just crushing the pool and patio, shall we say, and stuff like that. It was a good day. I had some, had some drinks and some beers, but it, <laughs> it was all okay. I thought it, I, oh yeah, a couple pink Whitney's not a big deal. But I thought I was gonna be, uh, I thought I was gonna be hurting. I thought I was, I thought it was gonna be heartburn city, and the worst fucking hangover because the pink Whitney's so sweet, and I'm drinking it with yeah. blue Gatorade too so But zero you had the zero I did have the zero on on, on the Gatorade, but I made sure before I went to bed I pounded some water and took some Tylenol just in case and I to be honest with you I think it might have saved me because I'm not a huge drinker which we know so but I got into one yesterday but it was pretty good so I felt I could have blindfolded (laughs) you with dental floss last oh yeah it was like that's what I mean I don't do it often right so fuck it let her hang so it was good. It was, it was a good day for me, but I came home and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch the fight because it was that Jake Paul, like Woodley fight there. Yep. And I fucking fell asleep near the end of the co-main event. So I didn't even fucking get to see the fight. And then I woke up and I seen that Jake Paul won with the like uh, judges there. It wasn't like a knockout or anything. So I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't miss too much. So it was over and all. Good uh good weekend. Should we uh jump into our jump into the hockey or what? Sure. Not a whole lot to really shoot the shit about here. The NHL is slow, slow, slow right now. So what the big thing though of the week is the uh Carolina Hurricanes offer sheeted caught Ka- K- Kenyemi. Is that how you say his name? I always talk to Miami. Yeah. That's it. Okay. See, de fuck yeah. dash one. We're not even five minutes in. But uh, so well, what they are, yeah, so what they did is they actually they offer sheeted him on a one-year 6.1 million dollar deal is what, what the offer sheet came in as. Here's the thing if Montreal doesn't match it, well, Montreal has a week to match that that offer sheet. If they don't, he can go. Now, if he goes to Carolina though, now Carolina's on the hook for a 6.1 mil for a guy for one year who, in my honest opinion, is a three to four million dollar range guy. So it's a little bit of an overpayment. And he, like he only threw up 20 or 30 points. Mind you, he was great in the playoffs, but he's like a 20 to 30 point guy. But here's the thing, though, if he goes, the Habs now get a first and a third round pick from Carolina. So in the end, what I want to know, and I want to ask you, Rob, is do you think that this is a little bit of a payback for the Ajo offer sheet a year or so back? Remember how the Habs offer sheeted AHO? So yeah. I'm wondering, is this a little bit of a payback, do you think? Why not? But
1: well, what, if, what if Montreal says we'll take the first round and the third round? Well, like I think they, they, they would win. only
2: get that if he, if he chooses to go, like if right. he goes.
1: But what if – they have to make the qualifying offer, though, correct?
2: I would believe, I believe so, yes.
1: Yeah, so they, get, they got to either match, put up or shut up, right? They
2: they have one week, and we're already probably three, four days into it. So it's going to be like any day that this is going to come out. I don't know, man. I think he's a great guy to have on your team and stuff like that, but I just think 6.1 is a huge overpayment, man big overpayment you could get in another guy with the extra money that you could have. like would you oh, would, they could have done that with Marner they could have done it with
1: Matthews they could have done you know what I mean like you, you could you could but are you going to find two two guys at three million dollars or you know what I mean like I, I don't know
2: I don't know man I just that could end up hurting them though man that's a big for sure that's a big thing to lose if you lose a first and a third rounder because of something over ha ha, ha you did this to us or whatever but but no
1: talked to the emmy is a good hockey player he i is don't 6.1 million dollars worth but steep. that's 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 a lot of money
2: that's what i mean how, so how,
1: how how long did they offer that how, how big was that contract how long was it for i'm sorry I didn't, it was I didn't...
2: for one year 6.1 million okay and so i don't know i <laughs> could suck man i tell you what someone could be getting in shit in that freaking carolina office if they have to give up a first and a third rounder and have to pay that salary. So. I don't well, know. It we'll depends see. on
1: where they finish, right? If they're yeah. finishing, if they finish in the playoffs,
2: or they win a cup, <laughs> their their
1: their first rounder is going to mm-hmm. be in the twenties. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Or
1: yeah. at least what 16, 18?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Speaking of the Habs, so everybody was all worried about Carey Price. Like, is he going to be back in time for the season? Price is going to be ready for camp. <laughs> so. There's no Calm down, there. Habs fans. Calm your tits, all right? Like Jesus, people, people are like freaking mind. out. What's that? I said they were losing their minds. Oh, get rid of
1: him! Get rid of him! Oh, oh my God. God, is he going to be ready? Is he going to be okay? Is he? Is he leaving? Is he going? To, is he going to the Kraken? Is he? You know, like fuck, fucking Montreal fans.
2: And, and then, and then he'll be back for camp. <laughs> Brutal. Um, moving right along. Like hey, I hold said. on, hold
1: on. I want I want to touch on it a little bit. Sure. So, I I work with some Montreal fans, and they oh they're all talking, they're like they're like, fucking get rid of them. trade them. Like this is right as they're coming up to the playoffs, and they're struggling a little bit. Like, and we both know that they they shouldn't have made the playoffs if, if mm. it was a regular uh, season. Yeah. Um, but they're like, "Oh, Carey Price is a bum. You got to get rid of him. <laughs> like, trade that bum to my team. I'll be yeah. fucking happier in hell." But then my brother said, uh, Kenny, he's like, you know, if they traded him right now, they would get so much for him. And I said, you're the only one that said that you Mm -hmm. didn't say he was a bum, but you know, Mm -hmm. he's getting up there in age, but you look at flurry and flurry's getting up there in age too. You know, like he's older than price, Mm -hmm. but he's still, still a hell of a goalie.
2: Oh yeah. They're
1: both. If 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 you had less shots, if you, if you allowed less shots on price, you know, why don't you take a look at your fucking team and say, well, if we allowed less sh- shots, he wouldn't get as hurt because that guy's got to be a contortionist to stop some of the pucks he does. And oh. he does stop them, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Toronto would be a fucking dynasty with that guy.
2: If they played their cards. Right. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> everybody can chirp me for that. I don't give a shit. You want to know what I would do but- if I was the
2: Habs? I would get guys that play D that are shot blocking specialists. Yeah, you know You'd have I mean? to go into
1: that that shop top ten shot blocking. Uh, yeah, list that you came up with there yeah. a while ago.
2: Yeah, just go in there and just get guys that eat shots. Yep, and then there's a lot
1: of them that'll take it for the team, you know, mm-hmm. but. The the Montreal fans just just chirping on Carey yeah. Price. I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, but how many guys are blocked? guys are such fair weather fans. Fair weather, you know. <laughs> oh, weather's good. I like Carey Price. Yeah, oh, funny. we're struggling. It's Carey Price's fault.
2: That's funny, but yeah, Kenny though, that's a good call. Trade him while while you can kind of get something back for him. Yeah, don't well, just let, don't don't sure. don't don't that. just let him walk. Don't no. just let him walk.
3: Because
2: <laughs> no. if
1: he would have walked with the Kraken, they, I, I I really think they would have fucked themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they,
1: they wouldn't have made the playoffs the next year, I don't think, personally.
2: Mm. But No way.
1: We'll never know, right? Because he didn't mm. know and he's still there.
2: Yeah. Did you see the deal Sean Couturier got? Sean Couturier got an eight-year $62 million extension with the Flyers. Yep. So that's pretty well going to put him there. I think he might have been there. Don't quote me on it, but he might have been there almost. I think his whole career has been in Philly. I want to say, I don't remember him playing for anybody else. Well, if I agreed with you or disagreed with you. I'd be <laughs> but I just mean like, I'm pretty sure that he's played his whole time there and he's yeah, probably it sounds gonna, right. And he's probably going to play his whole career there. He's a hell of a player, hell yep. of a player.
3: Yep, a
2: I think player. he's worth the money.
1: What, what does that work out to?
2: Uh, he's going to be, well, it's eight years, 62. So he's going to be probably just under 80 year, seven, something. That's Probably, worth it, I oh, think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not not horrible for him. That's that's a fair price for him. Yeah. So, on that note, should we just uh snap it over to our interview here? Or what got absolute beauty on here with us? Got one of the hometown boys on with us.
1: One of my favorite people in the world.
2: hmm So he was pretty funny, <laughs> and yeah. have in mind too, this man fought for our country as well. So. Big shout out to him for that. So we'll just flip it over to him right now, you guys. I couldn't, I was laughing this, this whole interview. is was funny. So we're going to flip it over to him, Mr. Joe McLeod. Roll it. Don't talk. <gasps> well, Essex, got another alum here with us. I've heard his name on here a couple times. I'm sure we've heard a couple stories about him on here too played 136 games here in Essex, 18 goals, 35 assists, 53 points, only 463 penalty minutes, but, you know, might have dropped his gloves a couple times. We got on the show today, Joe McLeod. Joe, what's up, man? What's going on? Oh,
0: very nice to be here. Yeah,
2: go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it hey. Knock uh, uh, open, buddy. Hello to everybody in
0: Essex and H. Doerr, Woodsley, and all my friends, and thanks to Rob and Anthony for having, having me on.
2: Welcome. There you go. Take a sip of that. Get, get, Gotta that. stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, these are, uh, these are the locals, Yeah.
0: Locals. Are very uh, thanks to Heritage for, for the beer, right. too. Thank you.
2: So, Joe, did you, did you, you like, obviously grew up in these? Like, like, uh, you're from stone. So, okay. so
0: the deal with that, Anthony, I hope I'm not interrupting you. All, uh, no, no, no. But no. Uh, I live in Maidstone. I have my whole life. In fact, I live in the house I grew up in and the house my mother grew up in. And now oh. my children grew up. I have four little kids. They're growing up there too. So
2: that's awesome. It's man. on Highway
0: 114 in Maidstone. Uh, it used to be called that. They call it Malden Road now, but I still refer to it as Highway 114 because the nitwits that change the name call it Malden Road. And there's how many Malden Roads is there around now, right? Hopefully, so yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have people like looking for Malden Road in Amherstburg, coming to my house all the time. Like, well, <laughs> you're in the wrong spot. Yes, yeah, so I, I live in the house
2: I grew up in in Maidstone. That's awesome, though, man. Yeah. Uh,
1: what's, now I, I don't know the roads like what so what's, what's so you go
0: out it's the main so if you we're in essex right now so if you go up towards Maidstone on old number three like the main street of essex yeah you come to the light up manning cozy corners is yep. there you go straight okay and then it's uh the next road is highway 114 malden road now uh at that corner is saint mary's church and school and the cemetery yep. there and the post office turn right Go down, I don't know, a little less than a quarter mile and I'm on the right. Now my house is easy to pick out because uh, um, when I was a kid and when my mother was a kid, we had three acres of bush there with a pond. We had to skate and everything, right? Uh, Trails and everything. But uh, about 30 years ago, so I was around 19 or 20, uh, my dad sold the bush. So we still have an acre, but the the bush was severed and there's six big mansions back behind me now. And it's a cul-de-sac called Belair Woods. And some people that you guys would know live back there. Actually. Okay. And, uh, um, anyway, so that's, that's the easy way to tell her. Mine is the old house, the old dump at the front of, uh, where all the mansions are. <laughs> <laughs> He's the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's all kinds of kid stuff and there's a rink in the front yard every year. Cause I don't have a pond anymore. Right. So I have to build one. So and, uh, it's a great place. It really all is. Right.
2: So there you go. Anybody who wants to have a beer with Joe, you now know where he lives. <laughs> Anthony, I don't think
0: there uh, is anyone that hasn't yet. So.
2: <laughs> I have <stopped> <laughs> oh,
1: okay.
3: I, I am. I am. His brother's been there. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And shout yeah, out to Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, speaking of that, uh, to segue into that, uh, your wife was saying that you build a, a 60 by 90 rink every year. Uh, it's not quite that big. It's 60
0: by 48, it's 50 by 60 yeah wow yeah every uh, year yeah oh yeah i've been doing it for a long time now and uh well i have four little kids mm-hmm. and uh you know they all well my oldest is a daughter she, she's a good skater but she doesn't play hockey okay and then larry mo and curly they're my three boys <laughs> uh they, <laughs> they they play uh hockey right so we get them out there and it's good for to get the kids I'm not a big fan and uh, you guys know because we talked about, I don't know about all these gizmos and gadgets and computers and everything. Yeah. I don't like, I call it the video games, right? So I want to keep them off that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know that's the way of the world and everything and they they know how to do it and everything, mm-hmm. but I also want them to have, uh, you know, they play baseball I'm coaching five baseball teams right now. That's crazy. Man. <laughs>
2: that's
0: I help coach five. So, and, and I help with three hockey teams in normal years. So Jeez. it's busy but yes i put the rink up and you know what i'm the person doing all the work i've never skated on it once and all these years i've been doing it not once and adults go on it all the time i just don't because i'm the goofball working on it all the time yeah
2: Man, <laughs> you, you you're gonna have to change that i
1: know i know there's something <laughs> wrong with that <laughs> hey he brought over his stick today it's a wooden stick still that he used in his last games that he's ever played
3: yeah. yeah, well,
1: I still play obviously
0: yeah. men's hockey, but my last game for the 73s was in 1993. Yeah. So yeah. many moons ago now. But it was a big part of my life, and I was proud to do it. And I played Essex Minor Hockey too, right? So yeah. orange, black, and white. Pick my arm, it comes out orange, black, and white, right? Awesome. Yeah. And even the baseball wizard, right? <laughs> That's orange, orange and black too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, any road, uh, I have a few keepsakes, and I showed him a, uh, a photo. I brought a photo, a frame photo of myself, uh, Fruz, and McCabe sitting in the penalty box we had taken. With mm-hmm. my, uh, when you're sitting in a dressing room, you have your stall and, and above it, there's a piece of tape with your name on it. So I took that piece of tape down and I have it in that frame with the photo. Sweet. So this is Jay McLeod number two. And then there's a picture of us three knuckleheads in the penalty box. But I also brought the, the, the last, it's in my garage, the stick. I was like, oh, I didn't know if we'd be on a screen or it's just a radio or whatever, right? <laughs> but I, you know, show and tell there. <laughs> but he says you already had the photo, so I just left the. The, and then the he sticks. walks
2: down. He's like, what? It's an old
0: Titan. My favorite sticks of all
1: time. It was an old. It's an old Titan. It's got my name on it.
0: Oh, so I, it?
1: I, I, I sent his wife that picture of the three of them knuckleheads in, in the belly
3: yeah. and yeah. she
1: says, "I used to hang over top of my bed <laughs> for years." Yeah, <laughs> and
0: the <laughs> queen. And the queen, yeah, God save the queen. The queen's <laughs> in the garage now, too. Yeah. <laughs> the girl, <laughs> the <ladies laughs> are, yeah, the ladies have a I had a leaf big, big gardener's chair in the living room. And well, you know, fellas, right? We oh, have stuff yeah. and yeah. the ladies, it's not yeah. the same for girls. So no, all the all of the houses
1: are maintained right? But
0: but yeah, it was because I grew up there, right? Yep. So mm. my room, I've had the same bedroom. Since I was like twelve years old, so
1: no there was still yeah. like
0: all hockey photos, and you know, and that's now your your wife and your bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, all that stuff's gone. It's like girly stuff now, or whatever. Like you, <laughs> <bedroom>, right? <laughs> it's, a very, yeah. it's, it's a normal bedroom now because I have nothing to do with the way it's set up, right? <laughs> Hilarious.
2: Hey, so, so one thing too is like, what just made you fall in love with hockey? Like, what was that one thing that just did it?
0: Um, to tell you the truth, it's a combination of things. I can't say it's one thing, but it's maybe not so much a, an idea anymore. Just being Canadian, like it's almost inside of me. I, I really, it, it's something inside me and it, you know, it, for most fellas, for most boys, it's your dad, right? And it was with my dad and yeah. me. I'm a big Leafs fan because of my dad. It's brainw- I'm brainwashing my kids, right? <laughs> and, uh, but you know, they got me skating by the time I was two and um, it's just something that I had one brother and we've always, we were active kids. We played with each other, hockey, baseball outside. We had the bush, told you. So it's just something that's inside me. I don't have an idea of like, Hey, I like doing this. It's almost like a natural, I gravitate toward it naturally. Mm -hmm. But like everyone, I guess the main thing was my dad got me into it, skating and everything. And then, then you get a lot of friends that way too, right? Oh yeah. my whole life, even now, their connections through hockey has gotten me jobs and friends and mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with it, right? Absolutely.
2: So you were so you're like you're like yeah, uh, oh yeah,
1: long suffering. <laughs> you're you're like you're like uh you know, like a hunting dog that doesn't know he hunts yet, but you're yeah. you're born Canadian. Yep. So the, the hockey's in your blood. It's just uh, in here. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: So who was your like favorite growing up? Like who is your My
0: favorite was the Leafs, but my favorite players growing oh, yeah. up were was I didn't play like him, but Warrior Salming <laughs> was my favorite, uh, and I loved all those guys from the seventies: Landy McDonald, Daryl Sittler. And I met some of them, and uh, my you know a couple, a few of my favorites were Brad Brad Marsh too, because the guys used to say I played like him. I, I don't wear a helmet when I play; usually, just pick up hockey, whatever. Right? So yeah. I, <laughs> those I, guys that. do that anymore, so they used to call me Brad Marsh. And uh, uh, but one of my really uh, big favorites was Wendell, right? He plays a game like I wish people would play it now, because even though all right, there's fights and blood and whatever, like Donnie C used to say, Don Cherry, yeah. God bless him, uh, two good guys going at it, nobody getting hurt, you know what I mean, like yeah. that's part of the, uh, the automatic part of hockey, like you want your you don't hate the other person because you're fighting in fact a lot of times after you have a fight with a guy you shake his hand and it's a good honest to goodness good one and you have a beer with him after right yeah but uh, i used to love wendell clark and the way he plays i wish hockey was like that now i don't want to put a downer on this but the way hockey is now i'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. all visors and uh, there's no fights anymore and i don't i'm not saying go out fight for no reason like i'm just saying the intensity maybe is lacking It's a little bit cookie cutter and carbon cutout for me now. The characters are kind of gone, right?
2: There's no accountability.
0: No, no. The weasels go around with the sticks and and get away with it, right? Yeah. Because you do something to them, you get suspended and not them bozos. Yeah. Yeah. Go go around licking faces and shit.
1: Yeah. Oh Oh my God. I I wanted to go through the TV when I saw that.
3: Well,
1: the guy that he did lick his face, he said, if it wasn't that he had his shoulder taped to his body, mm-hmm. he said he would have killed him, yeah. but, but he couldn't because he was so broken, you know, but still yeah. trying to play the game and do whatever, but who does that? I used to, I used to like
0: the way we policed our own, <laughs> way. you know, and, yeah. and one of the things and, and call me an old fogey or whatever, but yeah, old the pe- <laughs> mm-hmm. you said call me it 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 be the, the people. The people that whine about this stuff that was in hockey that made it so much fun—the intensity and the, the battles and the, the courage it took to play the game—the mm-hmm. uh, people that cry about it and want it out of there are people that don't play or watch anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you ask all these morons. I said morons, but That's yeah, all right. ask all the morons that uh, uh, write these articles or, or uh, all the assholes or about it. How many games did you go to last year or whatever? You know what I mean? None. Whereas pe- even now, whenever there's a fight, people are out of the seats. Yeah, I need stone. Yeah. It's still. So. Yep. Like I say, I'm not saying go out there and fight on purpose. I'm saying when you're playing hard and it happens, I love that. Yeah, have yeah. a reason. Yeah. yeah, have a reason to fight. Yeah. You know, you know what like drives,
2: just, what drives me nuts is the ones that whine about everything and they never played a game in their fucking life.
0: Yeah, and I didn't say that, <laughs> and that's that was part of the thing that I meant about like not watching it or yeah, they're not yeah, really part I mean. of the, the hockey fabric of the hockey society, right? But they mm-hmm. just. Do their uh, shots from across the ball
1: from outside, right? And well, it's hard to watch a hockey game when you're wrapped around a tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't see the TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's true, right? Like, or it's it's the uh the ones that uh, oh, Johnny can do no wrong,
3: you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, meanwhile, he's out there whack fucking everybody.
0: So, you know, violence this, violence that. That right. used to be maybe one of the reasons why Canada didn't have a lot of violence because we used to take it out on the ice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanted to play with Canada. They <laughs> saw him
0: play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> like the Summit Series. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. You're, you're gonna get. You're but gonna but I just I just
0: missed uh, to to put it succinctly I guess I just missed the intensity that came with putting the jersey on and getting out on the ice and you yeah. know like you knew you were gonna have a battle and. I don't know. I thought it was
1: more fun that way. Yeah. Well, that's all, if, Joe, if you think about it right now, you know, back when you were a kid, when I was a kid, you could name almost every tough guy that your tough guy was going to have to fight. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you don't even know who's tough and who's not. Yeah. You know, like you, you got your, your Austin Matthews and Mitch Marners mm-hmm. and who, who was a tough guy at one time for Toronto? Uh, Zach Heiman. He was their tough guy. Cadry. Uh, he was their yeah. tough guy. They had nobody else. Yeah.
0: But neither guy really fought. No, they I weren't.
1: The they, tough guys. They, they, they were good hockey. Players. I like those but, two guys you mentioned. You know, awesome they, they play a, a hard rate yep. hockey for now. Ace, they,
3: right? they will so, drop
1: gloves. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like Rich Marner will never be in a fight in his entire life. Austin Matthews will never be in a fight in his entire life. You know, Sidney Crosby, you didn't think it was going to happen, but, but he did it. Yeah. You know, he could say he did it. But yeah. these, these kids now, they're never going to have to fight. So, it, it, it is taking such a a yeah. big uh, piece of my heart out of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I still
0: watch here and there, but I really don't get too worked up if I miss it anymore because I'm just not a big fan of it mm-hmm. as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. The way it is now. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, hey, so how old were you when you started here for the like threes here in town? Like, how so I
0: played. So I started minor hockey here, right? Five years old when you start, right? Yeah and all the way through. And then uh, I made the 73s when I was 16. Uh, so that would have been 1988, I guess. Yeah, uh, I had a uh, uh, the first year I played uh, uh, some games, uh, then I had a one of my teammates in practice slash the back of my leg and cut a nerve. and I, I didn't even realize it because it didn't really hurt. But I couldn't lift my foot. I kept tripping all the time. walking. while So I had to take a little time off. And then near the end of the year, uh I started playing again and played in the playoffs and everything and got my teeth knocked out that first year in Wallaceburg. Five on three brawl. There we go. Hey, <laughs> had a goal and two
3: assists. In we had, and somebody, two told yeah. somebody told the yeah. story. Yeah, the yeah. story. Uh, yeah, it was uh, funny
0: on the bus on the way back because we used to take old school buses Jeff yeah. Brett. Yeah. Gretzky. Yeah, yeah, he was
1: there. He got kicked out of that game too. Well, he, he said he was the one that got you to come to that game because they were going to go up with two, two lines. And uh, he's I like, Schedule Joe
3: McLeod And he might have, uh, I don't
1: know. He yeah. did. Oh, and that's the yeah. story he tells. Him. And then he <laughs> says, so we get kicked out, me and he, I can't remember who he said got kicked out with you or with him. Just me and him. Or he might—it might have been a different play when he got booted out. But he was out of the game. I he got that. booted out with somebody else. He was sitting in the in the dressing room and he said, "All of a sudden, you hear the crowd just erupt." <laughs> so it's like a five-on-three or something. Yeah, like they, that. they had a five-on-three power play, right? And you, they go out to see what's going on, <laughs> and you're getting dummied by two guys. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. What
0: happened was uh, there was a good scrums going on, a good fight going on. The linesman grabbed me. And I fell to the ice. So I was on the ice and Linesman was holding me this big guy from Wallaceburg. Yeah. Yeah, like it was like slow motion. I could see my helmet was off. Yeah. I could see like his fist winding up and just drilling me right in the face. Like great. Right, you know, yeah. it didn't hurt or anything, but then my tooth was on the ground. Like, oh, <laughs> so on the way back, you know, whatever, I was out of the game. No big deal. Um, happy to stick up for your teammates. Right. Um, On the way, on the bus, on the way back, it was hard to eat these crusty sandwiches these old ladies uh, used to make, God bless them, they were made to volunteer to make them, and these cookies and everything was like a booster club. Yeah, yeah, it's like, whoa, (laughs) a little hard to eat, we had old school buses, then, so I played for five years on the team, counting that year, 88 to 93, and uh, so the first two or three years we had school buses and these old sandwiches, and well, we always had them. But then we graduated the Greyhounds with a bathroom and everything. So we didn't, you know, have to cross your legs. And it was like, like a Rolls Royce and a Cadillac. So, Where before it was like slap shot.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Oh man.
1: <laughs> now, uh, McCain told a story about, uh, him and Bruiser filing your tooth down. Oh yeah. Well, I have had it more than once actually, because, so I told you I got
0: that tooth knocked out <laughs> and, uh, the dentist, I, I, I'm not one for going to the doctor or dentist, but I, uh, I went because you know, my tooth was out. The uh, doctor page in Emeryville, and he didn't put, he said, your, your face isn't done growing yet. So he didn't put one in that you could take out, which I wish he would have. Uh. he put one in that stayed in there kind of, and then he was gonna fix it later or whatever, but I didn't go back, right? And okay. I got hit in the face with a puck years later. Uh, I think it was Steve Merritt hit me in the face in Monday Night Hockey. And uh, I saw him the other day, actually. But uh, uh, anyway, so it was broken, but it was like jaggedly broken. So I got those guys uh, and it was plastic. I couldn't feel it anyway. So we had like a, ch- a hacksaw, a hammer and a chisel. <laughs> and I laid down
3: and they were like,
0: <laughs> of course, there was, you know, hydration involved. Too, oh, absolutely. But not, <laughs> nothing crazy. Like, I mean, it wasn't like a drunken episode or nothing. I I wanted to fix it. I didn't want to go to the dentist. so. We did it myself and the end of the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my friends, Ryan Firth nerve, he he helped me with it one one time too when it must have broke again. Or okay. anyway, it's that way now. <laughs> and that's from <laughs> us. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost I mean, it's, it's it's straight it's, across. <laughs> but it's not you know, like it's there's a you know, it's not even with my other teeth, but it's yeah. it's it's not jagged. It. Anyway, yeah. You can see it, it's <laughs> awesome.
2: Oh my god, you guys are nuts. <laughs>
0: No, oh, somebody it. walked in on that. Mm, right? Possibly. I don't remember. Oh, okay. well, kind of hard to see with a hack. Yeah, i yeah, I was the patient. I wasn't the doctor.
3: That's fucking funny. <laughs> Boil some water. Oh, wow. Hey,
2: where did you get your uh, your your first goal at? Like where did you score it at? Was it at home? Was it on the road? Do you remember?
0: Yeah, for the 73s? Yeah. That night, when I got my teeth knocked
2: out. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. So it was that. I moment. had
0: a, the first goal. It wasn't my first game, but it was my first goal, and I had two assists to go along with it. So I got the puck from the game in the tooth, and I still have them somewhere. I mean, I don't suppose your tooth would disintegrate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I did have them. I, yeah, I don't know. They don't.
1: They don't disintegrate.
2: <laughs> Some people not. keep
1: their kids' baby teeth. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of creepy. So they gave me. <laughs> I. I. The, the referee found part of
0: the tooth and anyway. they like, "Here you go." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> So I had it, and when I had the puck. The guys got the puck for me because I was booted out of the game, and and then uh, you know, so I, I had it for a long time. I don't know, probably gone by the wayside now. But yeah, it was that night.
3: <laughs> so,
2: right. Uh, so, I was just gonna say before we get too far from his teeth, there it was like, you wanna know what you should do? Is find that puck in those teeth, notch out a notch out a hole in it, and put your tooth inside the puck. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, so how did you, how did you become a 73? Like, so the okay. game, they asked you to come up, but to, like, how did you actually? No, no. Uh, so uh, playing hockey in Essex your whole life, right.
0: Uh, in the fall, they have tryouts. I just okay. went and the reason I got noticed, I was no better than any of my friends, my age, I had a good, hard shot, played the point, but I played really hard. Like yeah. I played a tough game. Right. And I wasn't scared of anything or anyone. Um. So I ended up getting in a fight with one of the older guys in training camp on the ice. Do um, oh, you remember? Yeah, it was Terry McDonald, and he's a
1: good guy. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, no problem. Um, so, but that happens. Bob Murray brought him up uh, yesterday when we yeah, interviewed. He was probably talking about his dad. Nope, he would end up talking about Terry because Terry played for Copyware yeah and uh then end up being a scout for um oh. uh, the hurricanes yeah okay yeah so any and road it was Terry McDonald he was, he was a tough guy yeah taller than me
0: and yeah. yeah we had a good fight but he got mad and he stormed out the ice I just picked up my stuff and kept playing <laughs> <laughs> they kind of noticed me right they're like oh we'll we'll take a look at this guy so I played a few games and uh then I told you about that leg thing or whatever I got uh, my nerve slash there and then uh that got better, and I played a couple of games in the midget, uh, with the midgets, and then right, almost right away when I was playing again. They needed a guy for the wallburg game, okay. so I got we just talked about that i got went with those guys, and then I stayed with them the rest of the year. Oh that's oh. awesome
3: oh, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it just all it took, and like I said, any one of my friends were just as good if you know there was a lot better hockey players than me, mm. but the way I played got me a spot on the team, right? Trying hard and working hard.
2: Like always got to yeah. have guys like that. Heart and yeah. soul guys.
0: Yeah. You got
1: yeah. to have your grinders.
2: <laughs> Damn right.
1: And you got to have your finesse guys like Sean.
2: And it would have been, uh, you know,
0: oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and it, you know, it would have been different if I would have went storming off the ice too. They would have said, oh, just like anybody else. But I picked right. up my stuff. Just like nothing happened and kept playing.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah. And that's what you do it.
2: Hey, where, where uh, was that one rank on the road that you just, that you just hated going to the, like the hardest rank to play in?
0: Um, now there's, there's a, there's different answers for that question. <laughs> one of the hard ranks to play in was Limington, but I didn't hate going there. I liked going there. Like the fans would throw stuff at you and Bell River too. <laughs> they always had good teams back then. They were like, the Essex of now it really mm-hmm. good teams but I didn't hate going there. I liked going there mm-hmm. because of that, right? they throw stuff and that Hank guy would have the rubber chicken up there. McLeod, you suck signs. And not just for me, but for other guys too, right? It was great, My brother got that one too. I never um, I never uh, liked going to Walpole Island, though, because uh, I don't know, it's just-
2: <laughs> It's a different world. Yeah. And,
0: I played there, and, it's not. Yeah, but, but it's just, it was just like this cavernous big arena and nice and new and no one was in there hardly. And it just felt there was no atmosphere or whatever. I didn't like going there. Yeah, oh, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for the most part, I just looked forward to all the games. I I never, uh, not because of the arena. I didn't like playing it. Uh, Amherstburg had a team at the time called the Vikings. Yeah, their home games were Sunday afternoon at three. I didn't like the Sunday thing. So it was nothing to do with the arena or anything. Oh, no, it was
1: because you were getting pickled on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, oh, get up early.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, night games are way better.
1: <laughs> and this is that surprise I was talking oh, about.
0: Oh, the champagne right on. I'm going to
1: need that in a second. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of beer I drink. I, everyone that knows me knows. I, I bought him a couple of uh, the tall boys. <laughs>
2: Thank you very uh, much. Thanks, Thank much. thanks, thanks for the podcast,
0: here. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I. I uh, that's the. Everyone kind of knows I drink Canadian because if you read the business section every once in a while, it's the number one selling beer in Canada, but definitely not around here. It's no, not. Obvious. It never has been. Yeah. I think OV. Right. It used to be like Bud a Light, light OV. Yeah. Back in the day, it was Blue Blue Light, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: oh.
0: Well you get a Wheatley way, it's it's all will
3: be. Yeah. So
0: so everyone knows I have the Canadian. A lot of people don't like it around here. So I'm like, oh good. (laughs) You know my brother that I know that like it. Everyone complains about it and I'll drink it. I'm a person that'll drink a beer right out of the box, even if it's not in the fridge. I don't care. I like cold beer, but I don't mind it. It's not warm or whatever, but it's just room temperature, whatever. I just grab one out of the box, right? So uh, well, you, don't, you don't want to know where I had this one. <laughs> Put
2: it in the microwave for a so, little bit. So that's a, so that's
0: a running joke among our circle of friends. And so uh, I'll say, hey, you want a beer? And they're like, no, I don't want a warm Canadian or whatever. Like, I got <laughs> some in the fridge for and our nickname is the champagne we call it you know it's just just a a, a literal pronunciation of the word champagne right the champagne champagne beers
2: (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah i definitely don't like that kind
0: what was uh you know that's the oldest brewery and continuous brewery in north america they've been brewing this beer and started in montreal in 1786 but the molson family like built first hospitals Mm -hmm. in canada and railroads and stuff not transcontinental but they did a lot of stuff thanks mm. to that's how loyal he is to canada an honest brew makes its own friends that was that used to used to say that in all little little. The bottles, but it doesn't that's say that's how that.
2: you know you like a beer when you know the backstory yeah the history john molson 1786
0: yeah yeah in I, love
2: Montreal. It. I love it
1: that's how canadian
0: he is <laughs> that's he
3: right
1: <laughs> so, what was what if you could go back and remember? Uh, what was your most memorable game playing for the threes? Oh, uh, there's a few.
0: Um, well, that first one was yeah, it wasn't the first game, but it was sort of the first game that a lot of stuff happened or whatever. Yeah. So, that I remember I that the junior season, yeah, I, I remember that one. Um, a lot of times I remember the playoff games versus Bell River because they were such a good team, like they used to go through the season and lose like two games, right? They were yeah. really good. Well, they're all 25 years old, <laughs> like but they were good players, right? And hard to play against. Um, but we play them in the playoffs, and we beat just this. We beat them a game or two in the playoffs, but we never beat them out the series. But like we just tried so hard. Yep. And I remember getting a couple big goals because I, I, I used to have a good shot back then. Anyone that's listening to this that knows me now would laugh at that. We joke now. McLeod doesn't do razors anymore. <laughs> no razors on the pond. But I used to have a good hard shot back then, and I used it. I used to get goals from outside the blue line even. You know, like I remember scoring from center ice in Bell River on the playoffs one time. Wow. And it was a big goal, like a go-ahead goal. Wow! Right? And not only that, I, was, I had two of those. One was from just outside the blue line. Was one Mike Bailey in there? <laughs> no, it was a guy named Danny Rulard, who I knew from summer hockey. I remember him. He was a McGregor guy, I think. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, Bailey, so, <laughs> but uh no, so I remember those games, and I remember um, the games were. Oh, I remember some games where we would, uh, maybe like a, a Dresden game. Uh, they, we were in Dresden, and they ran our goalie, and there were spikes and everything. And we're like, well, we're not going to have this, right? So it was one of them home and home. So we played there on Friday and then Tuesday. The Tuesday night is our home night in no, six I think it still is. Yep. Um, so. <laughs> I said I didn't like to premeditated stuff, but back then, whatever we knew we were going to do something about this, right? So we told all our buddies at school and anyone who listened, "Hey, we're going to get these guys to yeah. show up early to the game on Tuesday." So normally, yeah, uh, you, you know, want to be for warm-ups, the warm-ups with the, you know, you shoot a cannon through there and not hit anybody, right? The people would be there for the seven o'clock game time. Well, at six thirty or seven thirty, whatever the times were back then, um, they, everyone was there for warm-ups. Like so, everyone, <laughs> what's going on. So Scotty O'Halloran, uh, Bruiser McCabe and I, and maybe some other guys, but I remember it was us four for sure. Instead of, and there was back then there was, we might be the cause of this, but back then there was no referees uh, on during warmups, just the team skating around. Mm-hmm. So we took a pail, we took our pail of pucks and instead of dumping it and doing whatever, we dumped them at center ice and started just taking slap shots at the, at the other team. Just like the mm-hmm. hard as you could, slap shots. So that lasted for less than a minute. And then it was game on, right? There was just a big brawl. Of, I had a huge fight with this guy. We were both throwing bombs and everything. And like I said, we were both so tired at the end of it. The referees came out and everything, but they couldn't stop everything. We were just both like dead tired at the end of it. I shook the guy's hand and said, Good. I remember the guy's name was Derek, something or other. He had a big long last name. Uh we shook each other's hand and said, Good job. And then you know what? That was the end of it. No, yeah. didn't carry on after that. The, the the score was settled and the game went on. I felt bad for mccabe because he got thrown in their bench. And he got uh, kind of roughed up pretty bad, right? And he looked like the elephant man or whatever. So we all got booted out of the game. And I was so tired, and I'll tell you this in a second, but McCabe had to play the game. And the referee him with his face like this. Oh, there's a, you're the little bastard I missed, eh? But anyway, I sat in the game. I sat in the dressing room. The whole game went on. And, you know, we might have had a beer or two in there. But I sat there with my equipment on the whole game. I was so tired, I didn't want to move to get undressed. But they played the whole game. They all came in, took showers and everything, and they went to the Grand and had a round or two of beer, and then they came back and got me. I was finally ready by then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was so tired I sat there with a whole game in my corner and, and
1: just oh it, it was it was a it was a good one Sean said he came back he said he had to go back out and he's all pissed off because he got dummied in that yeah he, 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 fell, the bench. he fell into the bench and his arms got pinned beside him so everybody's just whack fucking him you know like they're just wailing on he, him he, he can't he, even get his hands up he deserved it his arm. <laughs> he
3: deserved it and then he
1: said he said so he goes out for the period because he didn't get caught comes back in and these guys are all huffing and puffing still. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> fuck you
3: guys, I <laughs> had to go back out yeah.
1: <laughs> there. Yeah, I never
0: moved. They played the whole game. And they all got un- unchanged and showered and went to the, the grand front round and came back to get me. I was finally ready.
3: <laughs> <That's
0: funny. laughs> You're so tired you got guys pouring beer in here. Here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, here. <Bear>, you pour <laughs> and you. Yeah, I'll take a sip now. <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> so funny. that was a memorable
0: war, too. There was a few like that, right? But th- that's just gist. remember those, those games. I, and I remember, overall just having a lot of fun with it and, and even now to this day i think of all the people that helped the volunteers that helped the uh, coaches uh, the the board uh, guys like i have to when i'm here i have to me- mention my friend frank Nattys, 95 year old frankie who i still go see yep. Go. Uh, i don't drink but you. i go yeah i go have a beer with frankie every once in a while and and tease him and and make sure he, he's doing well and and god bless the people like that that yep. that gave them their time and even now they still do right yep. Um, because you, it wouldn't be happening otherwise. And right. I, I really do still think of uh, Those all the people that you didn't have them. You wouldn't have a game. And you know, they were good examples for me because now you got me coaching, helping to coach five baseball teams and three hockey
1: teams, right? Well, Sean was saying something about, uh, Frank got an award for doing that, the girls dressing room and, and, uh, mm-hmm. giving them someplace to change when girls yeah. hockey started getting bigger and they didn't have to go change in the bathroom. and. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's really evolved. Well, it's, he got all uh, kinds
0: of awards for just doing everything. He's a, <laughs> he's a jack. I do, I, I, I
1: tease him, I do imitations of him all the time. I mean, his brother built this house, you know. Oh, right, really? yeah, yeah, no, oh, no, okay. and that's and, not his brother, that's his cousin. Oh, cousin, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. but well, the whole family built this house. Oh, wow,
0: yeah, I'll have to tell him uh, I was here. Yeah,
1: he'll, he'll just say,
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Now, oh, Can big you, uh, one tonight, boys. You got to be ready. Big one tonight. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I tease him. I do. I. I'm
0: not going behind his back. I do it
1: right in front of his face all the time. <laughs> I, all, all I remember is always seeing him either at the arena. Are on his bike at the baseball diamond. Yeah, out in the fields, going to get baseballs, putting them all in his basket, coming yeah. back here. You go. Well, boys. baseballs wasn't the, the only thing he got. He, he cans all and, kinds of empty. Oh cans. yeah, for sure. Like, but he runs. We know he's bagging them for him. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. All taking yeah. A break. Good old Francis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made some, he, he made some good money on there mm-hmm. on Friday nights, especially uh, when he the, used uh, to buy uh, softball. League. Now he made uh, lots of
0: money with it. Uh, more than you know, but he used to buy gum. For the,
1: the for the boys, yeah, like that's awesome. With, with the money from that, <laughs> is a gem. What's your he is, uh, he is a gem. <laughs> yeah. what's, your, what's your favorite Frank story? Because uh I you know, have a million. mccain told us the one about
3: open a door, Frank. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. sucker the goalie. Yeah, Frank yeah, got him off the ice. Yeah, Frank got him. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I, I have a, I have a lot of Frank stories because all these years I've been going to like I never lost connection with Frank at yep. all yep. I'd go to see him right to his house and he's been to my house for some of my legendary I don't have him anymore obviously but when I was single we used to have a big party in Maid, uh, at my house the last Saturday before Christmas it was called the Maidstone bombing it used to be from sun up to sun up <laughs> Jesus. so people would start doing scotch and beer at like eight in the morning and it was a wide open house for anybody there would be like doctors judges lawyers Bro hockey players and just regular people there. Frank, Frank was dancing. I remember one time in my living room at like midnight, and his girlfriend Mary was there with him too. Uh and you know, I had regular, uh, I still played records, right? So I had a record player going one of the Beatles or something like that. Frank was up dancing, and, and so you like had 95-year-old people there, you had like 20-year-old people there, and so the place was packed. And it, it was just uh it was an all-out, well, it was a bombing. <laughs> The original one started as a, a bunch of guys playing pond hockey, speaking of hockey, um, on McCarthy's Pond in Maidstone, and coming back to my place, and it just morphed into a night. We all went out to a, a pub, I think it was Stuna Baker's, rode in the back of a pickup, bunch of us, but we all had our pond clothes on still, like, you know, guys wear the lumberjack yeah. coats, and I had jogging pants on, and <laughs> it was... But we had a blast because we didn't care, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the gram was closed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it ended up well, going all there. It the is Studebaker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but but mm-hmm. anyway, uh, uh, so we ended up doing it every year after that. And for the first few years, it was pond hockey, and then the party, and then you know whatever. It just turned into like eight o'clock in the morning. Turn the tap on, right? <laughs> why
3: not?
0: <laughs> my, my, my
2: What's that? I said, why not?
0: I had uh, Danny Croft, a former 73, got thrown through a window by uh, Danny, Dave Manning one time, not uh, 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 in anger, just fooling around, right? Uh, I had a table, I broke it, I took a picture. Those are two big boys. I took a, yeah, I took a a photo off the wall in my room. We had, I still remember this too, Uh, Shane Katermer was in there and Ryan O'Hagan. And we had the record player going because they were younger and fascinated by that. It was the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot was blasting in the background. And my brother was just, I don't know, my brother Tom was just really drunk. We all were. I just, for no reason, nobody was mad. I took a photo off the wall and just gave him a Buster Brown collar and
1: smashed it over.
3: <laughs>
0: him. And, you know, he fell on the ground. And they're like, Joe just killed his brother. He was fine, right? It wasn't like a, it was a picture. Yeah, it was no big deal. Yeah, it wasn't a chair, but yeah, exactly. So anyway, they're like, "Wow, what's going on around here?" But the the, the thing is, like, where like, there's a record player going with Gordon Lightfoot on. People are drinking, and then pictures getting smashed off the wall. Was it the? It, uh, that's just the normal for the bombing. But it, was it the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yeah, that was the song. Was yep. like, yeah, yeah, awesome. I can play that on the guitar. Actually,
1: <laughs> I played it the other day. We're com- I'm coming over. <laughs>
3: Hey, well,
1: hey, I still ice. have pictures on. Hey, I still have pictures on. Hey, well, hey I'll, I'll get a call. You can't hurt no big.
2: Dude, off so- the ice is where all the best shit happens, man.
1: It is, but it's it's the guys that you grew up playing hockey with, yeah. or, or softball, or whatever sport it is that you do. That's the connection that you together. Together. Your family, your kids, yeah. do not playing video games. Video, you know, they games. yeah, they, because <laughs> they 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 never. They're virtual
0: friends. It's not reality. Unplug right. it from the wall. What do you have? No. Right? Right. <laughs> hockey and sports, hockey sports is the connection that gets, you know, all these stories about parties and stuff that gets you that framework of friends to, mm-hmm. well, not just party with, but like I said, I've gotten the last bunch of jobs I've had over the years. I drive truck at Chrysler now mm-hmm. um, through Hockey Buddies, right? And before that, it was... Jamie, uh, uh, McDermott, uh, and I was working on point play.
1: That's the first time I've called him that in 25 years. At least. <laughs> and it is People that don't know the show or don't know him, they're going, well, oh, what do you call him?
3: Well,
0: it rhymes oh. with funny. But any, any, any road, uh, yeah. And, and uh, You know, so so there is uh, not only just the sporting thing, but your whole life can be influenced by getting involved in these activities and you get lifelong relationships, friends and co-workers and whatever. And even the ones we still hang around with our group, our solid group quite a bit because all our kids do sports and everything too. We coach together and, you know, some some of uh, my friends, I'm their godfathers for their kids and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's just a good thing to get into
1: things like that instead of just sitting in your room. Yep. You know, it, give, it gives you a- You don't remember what your kids look like. Yeah, I, I, love, I love calling your house and they're like, may I ask who's speaking? <laughs> like, That's better. Rob Sawyer. They better. Uh, <laughs> dad, dad, it's Rob Sawyer again. <laughs> oh yeah, give me the phone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I
0: don't you know, have a cell phone, 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 right? No, no, uh, yeah, it's just a landline, and there's no ID phone or no answering machine on it. So old
2: people, school.
0: People get annoyed with me because I I, I like to prefer to deal with the peak. Yeah, I have a rotary phone too. Uh, they're, 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 the wire is ripped out of the back; but it's not working right now, but uh, it, it wor- works good if the wire was was fixed. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like to deal with who I'm with right now yep. and concentrate on what we're doing and reality, like we said, instead of, I find just anywhere you go now, and I know I'm in the minority and most people have them and it's not a bad, I'm not against it or anything, like anti-phone or anything. it's just not for me, yep. but you see people just that <laughs> just zombified, just like this, and everyone's just sitting there looking at the gadgets and that's it. It's almost, yep. it's almost like a, um, watching a movie from 30 or 40 years ago that was Go, saying into the future like this is how we're going to be and back then you'd be like no we're not going to do that but it's, it's what they do well because you, you knew where all your friends were because their bikes were on the front yard yeah so yeah so people get annoyed with me because i, I don't have a cell phone i never have and i never want one I'm, you never say never right but uh, i i don't want one and, and uh
1: I got one uh, about eight years ago uh, when I got divorced so that my kids could get a hold of me, mm-hmm. you know, because they were living with their mom. Yeah. So whenever they needed to get a hold of me, they could get a hold yeah. of me. Because so. I used to sit next to the phone up here in the house mm-hmm. and it would ring and I knew it wasn't for me. So yeah. I, I did, it would just ring and I'd just sit beside me, <laughs> like, Dad, you're going to get the phone? It ain't for me.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, people get annoyed because I, I, I can be hard to get a hold of because I am uh, busy and everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but i if the phone rings at my house we pick it up there's no yeah. but i don't have like caller i can't screen the phone yeah. calls if i want to there's no caller id uh, uh and there's no
1: answering machine or nothing right so well it's funny when he was trying to get a hold of me for coming on the podcast after i talked to him um he's like "Well, what is this podcast thing you know like how, how does it work okay? <laughs> so uh I'm, I'm trying to explain to it to him so then um I'm talking to him on, on your wife's phone, right? I like you, 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 I have your wife's number that I was talking mm-hmm. to and I'm like, okay, Send. he's like, okay, you got a pen and paper? And I'm like, but yeah, a, but a pen and paper for what? Or a pencil, you got a pencil and paper? And I'm like, <laughs> a pencil and paper for what? And he's like, write these down. These are some stories that I'm gonna give you about Sean, Sean- uh, Point okay. form. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, so I'm gonna give it to you in point form. I'm like, yo. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> Tell your wife these, and she can text them to me, and then I'll have them, and then I can send them off to Aunt, and you know, like we we can do whatever with them. So then uh, it looks like he's texting me them, but he's not. It's her. So she's like the secretary. So then I, I'm like laugh out loud, and I said, "Tell Joe, LOL means laughing out loud," and she's like, <laughs> "He asked what laugh out loud." But <laughs> <LOL>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Why. It was awesome. no, it was awesome. Because I, so I, I was that either so I remember that. I was I was talking to you on the landline,
0: but you said the, the pen and paper thing is 100 percent accurate. He's like, No, I don't have a pencil and paper. I'm like, well, I can just tell you it was not stories, it was just point form, right?
3: Yeah. He's
0: like, no, have your wife text it to me. So yeah. I, I wrote down on the on a piece of paper and I gave it to Andrea and she she typed it, right? She said so I'm like, okay, just type it what it says. I know it says like shit stories and dumb stuff like that about mccabe and all that
1: just type what it's exactly it says so she did she said it to me. i'm like lol (laughs) i was like that means laughing my ass off (laughs) (laughs) it was it was really funny so then he comes over the house and he's like uh okay how do i uh get on the podcast thing like how do I find it? Is there a channel I can turn to or like and all I'm thinking because yeah, how
0: Jamie and yeah. uh uh Gabe and
1: and and who you know all your lots guests, there's yeah. lots from Essex there, yeah. yeah. So but all I'm thinking about is is when he's talking about turning the channel, you got the uh you know the vice scripts on the, the old TV. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
3: been done. done it. It.
1: <laughs>
2: We've all <laughs> had
0: that. Right? Yeah, for
2: sure. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> so they started making the remote
2: remote mm-hmm. controls. You're like,
0: what? You must be rich. I have a funny quick. I'll make it quick because it's not a book hockey unique. Really but so matter. so uh, uh, you know, Maine Stone Tight knit community and and uh, all our friends, whatever. And I, you know, we had kids, young kids, come over and watch hockey, and I would go to people's plays and watch hockey. So this young fellow named Michael Hebert came over to watch hockey. He used to like the Leafs, and his parents weren't big hockey fans or whatever. So he used to come watch hockey at our place with my dad, my brother and I. And uh, so it's on, or it was coming on. And I told Mike, I said, his nickname was Slick. I said, Slick. He was only, I didn't know, 9 or 10 at the time. Go change the channel. We still had uh, UHF and VHF television. Um, I said, go change the channel, channel 9. So we walked up to the TV, and he stood there, and he didn't move. And I said, "What are you doing?" And and then it, and then I realized he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to do it. I'm like, "Oh, this is what you do," because he was used to the, the buttons. <laughs> oh, I never
1: thought of that. You got the like rabbit ears. That, that, that old
0: rotary phone. I told you I have. Yep. Kids would come over, and I'd say, "Hey, go uh, go call your mom," and then I'd watch them. And they walk up to it and they wouldn't know what to do and like here's what you do <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. but see it's funny it that you know they don't know that part of it and you don't know this part of it yeah I, mean, I never tease them yeah, i just
0: say this yeah, is how no, you do it. Not, but it was funny you, know what you do. It, <laughs>
1: I, I, it's just like i was there too you know yeah. like it like I'm looking at the phone. Yeah. I gotta to talk to him half the time. Yeah, he yeah. had to help you with the gadget. Absolutely. So yeah. Like, because I don't <laughs> the, thing, I for to do me, like,
2: the hey, thing for you. <laughs> hey Rob. And then every once in a while I get the will you uh update. You gotta Rob hook me or? up on Netflix. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I got I got the cardinals. I take a picture of the number, he hooks it up through <laughs> his phone to my TV. What's he watching? My little pony? <laughs> yeah. <It's> funny, <laughs>
3: <laughs> on there now. They just
1: got on. There. Oh, I, I have a, the video t- the VHS. I bet you I Hundred percent. I thought you years. were going to say James <laughs> listening to Gordon Lightfoot on eight
0: track. No, <laughs> it was a uh, album, yeah, album. Yeah, But I do have the Gordon. I don't have an eight track player anymore, but I have eight track tapes, and Gordon Lightfoot is one of them. Roy Orbison, Gordon
1: Lightfoot, the BGS, oh, Beatles, the Beatles <laughs> <the Bee> <laughs> <laughs> I think we had ABBA, you know, yeah, okay, so anyways, good tunes, yeah, for sure, now, you also joined the military, yeah, late, late in life, yes, um, how old were you, and what made you
0: decide that, okay, Rob, uh, so, that's kind of a big, long answer, but, 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 uh, we had the war going on in Afghanistan, and my family, uh, the McLeod family, has always been, and different names, you know, like a uh, king and whatever, your family names through, through the years or whatever. But we're all British Empire people, right? Well, I still, you know, I swore an oath of allegiance to the Queen when I joined the Army. And I take that very, very seriously. Uh, you know, I took, you were joking about the photo before, but I do have a picture of the Queen in the garage. And, yeah. you know, so I take all that stuff seriously. But anyway, uh, I'm a proud Canadian. And... and proud of the history of our country and of the empire and Commonwealth. But my family going back through the years, whenever there was a, a conflict or a war going on, and even when there wasn't, has done our duty to our countries. Uh, my great grandfather was in the British Army in World War One. I. I survived a gas attack at uh, Eps there. Wow. Uh, and um, my grandfather was in the Canadian Army in World War Two. My grandmother was in the British Army in World War Two in the, you know, shooting the German planes down over London Jeez. and, uh, cause they, the, the anti-aircraft batteries in the, in, in the home, you know, in the home islands and were manned a lot by women because the fellows were overseas. Right. Right. Um, uh, and my dad was in the, the regular force in Canada here. He was in the Royal Canadian engineers in the sixties. So as growing up, I was always, uh, I, I really liked to read a lot. I've always been an avid reader and I still am. Um, uh, so my dad gave me books. I read comic books and kid stuff too. But from an early age, I read biographies of like Winston Churchill. I named one of my kids up in Winston Churchill. One of my kids is named Winston. Okay. But uh, uh, just historical figures. I don't read a lot of fiction, but I read a lot of history, military history and things like that. So I was always kind of into that kind of thing and had a feeling for it. When we had this, when I was younger, when you usually join the military, we never really had any big-time wars or nothing going on. They didn't really need a lot of people. I did try to join at one time when I was 17. I walked all the way from San Andres High School in the rain, to Forest Lake, I said, hey, I want to join the Army. But it wasn't It wasn't like in the movies when you walk in the door and they cut your hair and throw you in the whatever. Mm-hmm. The guy was very professional. You could see I was just some young guy that kind of didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, listen, son, he's like, you got to uh, come here. It's like a regular job now. You have to apply. You have to come with a, a resume and what you're doing and you know you, you can't just go into it and we take you there's only certain spots open right because we don't have that big of a military it's bigger right now because of our missions and everything but normally we have a pretty small permanent force and a few reserves or whatever right so he sent me packing and then i didn't bother with it but then afghanistan came along and uh you know we were getting people killed and i thought you know my dad and I had a trucking business and I didn't have much time to do anything, but it went out of business in 2006. So I thought if I'm going to do something about this, I better do it now. So in the fall of 2006, I went to the armories in Windsor and I looked into joining up and I did, but they didn't, I went through the recruiting process, but they didn't call until the next spring, May 1st, 2007, I was sworn in and, uh, I went away for basic training. How old summer. were you then? I was 34, I turned 35, 35 in basic training. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you the day it was, because my birthday fell on the day that we had to do our gas hut training, where you where you, they put you through tear gas, yep. you, you go in a little building and they set up tear gas, and you gotta practice putting your mask on, and then you have to walk around with, without it, so you feel the effects of it. To tell you, dude, it didn't really do much to me. I don't know why <laughs> it yeah maybe <laughs> it really wasn't that big a deal to me but some That's other kids infected yeah. people you know they were retching and throwing themselves yeah. on the ground and whatever but they'd make Snow you do that yeah yeah back. yeah so uh that was the day i turned uh, 35 and then from there on i did training and everything and uh i thought the whole reason to do it was to go do my duty in afghanistan
1: No, you I did. I'm sorry to interrupt but you, you were married no, not no, at the time. I, yeah. was, uh, I was,
0: Andrea and I were dating when I first joined. I was married when I went to Afghanistan. Uh, we got married in 2009? 2009, 2009. Um, and I deployed to Afghanistan in 2010. I was pretty much gone for about a year and a half. So we had a young, hard. yeah, it was hard. We had, we had a daughter, Adelaide was born already in 2009. And uh, my son, Joe, Joe, Joe Joseph, mm-hmm. junior after me. He was born while I was there. Wow. So I knew that was gonna happen. I, I brought myself a, a $50 Romeo and Juliet, churchill size cigar, yeah. and I got the call on a satellite phone. I was at Combat Outpost shoja in the middle of the Afghan desert, and I found out that JoJo was born, so I, I had to hide the, the, it was it was nighttime there, so I had to hide, I had to go- The heater. I had to hide the heater, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I smoked a $50 cigar in the Afghan desert. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. And over the years, I'm still in it. So I've been doing that 14 years. Now I'm super proud, uh proud of it and proud of everyone that's in it and that's done it and yeah. that's gonna do it and has done it. Well, my brother was really proud I, that you do. Yeah, you did and your yeah. brother Richie was yeah. in. Yeah, he was yeah. in the Princess Pats, yep. right? So I'm in the Essex Scottish Regiment, uh, uh militia regiment, like the reserve one. Yep. But I went, I when you do big missions, you you get it's almost like if, if it was hockey, it would be like a trade. You get traded into the regular force, right? Okay. So I went overseas with, I uh, did my, my training to go overseas with three, three RCR, 3rd Battalion, Royal Canadian Regiment. They ended up going overseas with 1st Battalion, 1RCR, Royal Canadian Regiment, um, Battle group in May, May the 11th of 2010. And I come home on 15 November, 2010. But before that, it's not just they don't throw you on the plane and just send you over there. Before that, yeah, like I had to go live in Petawawa for six or eight months, and then um, before that, I had to go to Meaford for a little bit of time, and before that, you know, there's yeah. a process you have to do. Right. So I was gone for you a got lots of training before. to get to go mm-hmm. right. I was gone for a better part of a year and a half for that one, and then I've done some missions over the years after that. Last year. Uh, the, the most recent one was last year when the military took over uh, those nursing homes in Toronto. Uh, I got sent there for two months. Okay. So I was in Downsview nursing home on Keele Street, Toronto okay, with, the, with the young kids. So I'm still in it. Still it's still funny in. for me because I'm 49, I'll be 50 uh, in next year in 2022. But all these kids I'm doing this with are 18, 19. So I'm three times older than some of them. For real. <laughs> <Still> yeah, well,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <well, laughs> pretty much. No, <Well>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we still have uh, we still have you know physical contests and marches and whatever, and I'm definitely Uh, not 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 yeah maybe not the first one anymore but i'm still five you know i come maybe five or six out of 30 or 40 and they're you know a lot younger than that so now i'm
3: doing
1: okay (laughs) can you tell us any of the stories about like the training alone like yeah like you had to do your obstacle courses you know what i mean to to, yeah to meet the physical demand of being able to go and weren't you like top of the class for that with all these young kids Uh, i was up there yeah Yeah, i was always good at the physical
0: part of it now they had to teach me about and gizmos and everything yeah so I would help them like carry stuff or w- what I was good at was you know, like physical stuff whatever yeah. and I don't know about gadgets and everything. So they would and a lot of our weapon systems and vehicles whatever are a lot of doodads and buttons right so I, i'm not an idiot I don't like yeah. all that stuff but I, I can learn, learn it, it right, yeah. so they would show me and. and uh, well, you got that. Yeah. to go right. So yeah. So, so like, uh, a perfect example was I had a bunch of jobs over there. I was on, you know, I patrol in the villages. I was on the IRF, QRF, whatever we're going to call it, quick reaction force during the day. So it was like, I likened it to like the bathroom. We had to stay around a certain tent. And there was a, it was like, a, when we were kids, when when we had a party line up yep Uh we had like two long rings and one short it was for our house. Yep. Right. And my and grandparents. We had it went, too. Yeah. So you could hear what they were talking, who they were talking you'd you have to get on right the out phone out. and say, hey, I need the phone, grandma, get off there or whatever, right? <laughs> so that the, 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 the rings would determine who the, who they were trying to get a hold of. So our our outpost had a phone lines set up to various tents or whatever, and if we got a certain ring, we'd have to get our stuff on right away, just like the back you know yeah. what I mean? It was like yeah. go time, we had to get to our lab, our armored vehicle, and go to where the problem was, Right the bombs are going off or whatever the problem was you know it was all kinds of things right and uh so i did that and i uh, I, one of the other things too was i was on a surveillance tasking so that was at night so there's where the the young guys would do the gizmo part like watching put pushing the buttons in and this computering and moving the cameras and all this whatever and i would do uh you know a lot of things ran on generators so i would like because i have trucking you know i knew how to change oil on diesel engines and clean this and fix yep. that, whatever. I fixed a lot of stuff over there. Um, I fixed a bunch of generators in our, our outpost and kept them going.
1: A lot of sand and shit, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So it was simple things, but these people, a lot of them are city people and they don't yeah. know anything or whatever. But they know that. But they know whatever, they yeah. They boat. would do their things and yeah. I would help them with that. So there was an artillery detachment at our outpost. I got to fire off or uh, the biggest artillery piece we have in the Canadian Forces, uh, the M777, 155, 155, uh, in metric millimeter, yeah wow and, and i got the load one how big is that oh uh, well it's humongous right yeah. big long artillery you know like <laughs> yeah. Old, 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 yeah yeah too, yeah right? so i got the so load big. one stuffing in there and
1: then i got to pull the lanyard for oh, one too now is it true that like everybody's got a plug in
3: they, yeah i didn't answers. bother it yeah i didn't bother doing it
1: but but uh
0: I don't <laughs> that's, that's care. I'll fucking show you. No, I like to have situational I don't like really plugging my ears. They wear your stuff and my glasses and everything. I just like to be comfortable and do the job. Don't I don't care. care. I, I want to do the job. I don't care about safety and stuff like that. Whatever that makes me sound like, I don't know. I want to <laughs> get properly and to a high degree. Whether what happens to me, I don't care. But, uh, so that was just like, I wasn't in, uh, I still got a half this so one. Thank you, though. Yeah, I got, uh, I got uh, uh, you know, that was only the, the one time I, I got to do that, but I was in the infantry, so I did a lot of patrolling yep. and that surveillance. I was on the campfire brigade, uh, which meant when our camp came uh, under a mortar attack and everybody else had to go hide under bed or whatever like spot you're supposed to go to, not just me, but myself in a certain, other people from the camp would have to run to a certain place because we did have a fire truck there and get it all ready to go and and then go put stuff out if there was fires after the attack right Right. and i also i mentioned the generators i also did did that too when i was over there
1: i not didn't been, i never had one day off the whole time i was there that's crazy but uh, what that leads up to is uh, did you have a hockey right there now not where i was at but oh now very very good this is perfect for the show I never, God, I can't
0: believe I didn't even think of this to bring it up. But, uh, so I was out in the desert most of the time, uh, at this outpost. but the big, the big base was Kandahar airfield. And I'm sure everyone who listens to the news now has been hearing about all this stuff. Cause it's in the news right now. This is where everybody's trying to leave from. No, that's Kabul. Okay. But Kandahar airfield was where we were, but it was a big, but we had, there was like 40,000 troops on this base. And when you say airfield, it's not like Windsor airport, it was a humongous area. And there were spider planes and bombers and big cargo planes incessantly, constantly, 24-7 coming in and out of there, right? It was a humongous place. So once in a while, we have to go back there and get our equipment worked on or whatever. In fact, a side story of that, uh, Bruce Heil from Essex here, one of my dad's best friends and a friend of mine too, was there as a civilian working on equipment at the time. So whenever I got to go back in from the desert, I would go see Bruce and it was a nice little... Uh, no, Chad slice. Chad's dad okay it's a nice little slice of home you know go yep. see Bruce in oh, yeah. his tent and I we weren't really allowed to they were frowning on the drink in there which is totally wrong but, but um they had this fake beer or whatever and Bruce would I was giving you fake beer I did have beer one one uh, one day that I was over there on Dominion day of uh July 1st of uh 2010 Bruce God bless him got we were allowed two beers or something at this party they had and I just happened to be back at the big base for this. They had comedians come from Canada and music mm-hmm. and everything. And it was nice, uh, but they had beer and the beer. I'm not kidding. The beer that they brought over there was guarded more than the Indian itchen.
1: <laughs> Now, is that because of their religion?
0: Yeah. Cause, cause the Canadian government's trying to be all nice. I mean, meanwhile, the, those guys the were, guys. were all, ah, dope. all, yeah, it was wrong. Fuck. I had a little argument with the whole, uh, the uh, Sergeant Major of the whole Canadian Armed Forces. Not an argument, but he said, okay, the guys." Discussion. he came He came out to our outpost and um, he said, okay, you guys, for, forget the rank right now. I just want to hear what's going on. T- talk to me, clean. And I said, okay, his name was Bob. I said, Bob, you know, you'd never do that yeah. really. <laughs> right. But he told us to. So I said, hey, Bob, I said, everything's cool. and Everything, we're getting along good, but we'd be nice to have a, a cold beer or two after, you know, there's no drinking thing. Just like two beers a day, or after your patrol, you have a beer with your buddies. Yeah. You know what? We'll even and one of the problems was probably the cost. we're like, you know what? We'll gladly pay it, yeah. or whatever. And you know, but it didn't come well. He's like, yeah, I know what you're saying and everything. I'm like, I, I, I got I'm in the wrong war. Every other war they used to give it to him
1: right <laughs> every yeah. day. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I picked the wrong one. My dad was in the my stepdad was in the navy, and yeah, it was like a, a quarter of beer, like uh yeah, oh yeah and uh he's they used to put a quarter in Mm -hmm. like a coke machine
0: yeah so so bruce got all his mechanic buddies together and the ones that didn't drink they still took their ration and i had like 10 beers in one day on that day but i got back there at the main base to see him and uh, that was nice but um for the most part i was out in the desert and and doing the hockey rink yeah sorry but then you're here to bring that back up. So <laughs> this so is our they, job. Yeah, they, they, our yeah. So they had the hockey rink. They had a they had a, a, a hockey rink, like a, obviously not a nice rink, but a hockey rink set up at Kandahar. and it wasn't this chintzy ass little piece of junk. It it was nicely set up with boards and everything, and they had the people that were stationed there and stayed there. They had like a league going on and everything, and Bruce kind of helped run it with the equipment and everything. So I went to watch a couple of times, and I noticed they were using these old. Meanwhile, everyone no one no one was complaining at all. Uh, these old sticks, they were like this thin from being, you know, you old junky crap, right? Yeah. So I'm, I got thinking, I'm like, you know what? I won't be able to use it, but everyone's wife or, you know, whoever maybe says to you, get rid of this junk or whatever in the garage or whatever, people have old hockey sticks and- Like a 10- Yeah, so there you something. go. Perfect example. Right. I thought of that. So I called back the name to Jamie and uh, I said, listen, what do you think of uh, send, trying to send over, you know, just used hockey equipment that people want to get rid of anyway? Mm. So the people back here got it rolling. Jamie and uh, uh, there was other people too. The, the sports shops here in town and, uh, you know, uh, Miller Sports, Johnny Campbell and, the, yep. and Scoot and all those guys. And um, uh, Glenn O'Neill had I don't know if he still does, had a sports store out in the cell and they got on board with it. a lot of places did and a lot of people did and it turned into this big thing called hockey sticks for the troops or something and they got it to uh, to jamie and they drove it up to trenton to the air force base in trenton and they flew all this hockey stuff over there so actually came uh, came of it it was a big pain in the ass anyone who's ever dealt with military knows it's a the organization part of it is
1: it's a challenge let's put it that okay. way to deal with safe that's safe it's a challenge i don't need with. a red dot coming through <laughs> the window here in my chest and uh
0: so we ended up getting goalie equipment people sent but it wasn't just used stuff, people went to the stores and bought new stuff to send time. it over and i was super like super proud like there goes you know our essex county friends again what, what why do we have a lot of friends yep. and you know, we're just love our country in general, but we're just nice people, you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Around here. Yep. They they jump, they jumped to the plate and 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 you know, hit it out of the park. For sure. They sent all kinds of stuff over there. And the, the guys I never got to use any of it because I was gone again. But the guys that were doing this, I did play once or twice when I was there. Yep. Um and, and they sent it to care of Bruce. Bruce looked after it all, and then they got to use it. So God bless everybody around here. For That's that. fantastic. And it, and it like was great. it worked, yeah. Yes. It, it, I, I never, I, I think of it here and there, and I can't believe I didn't think to bring that up. But it was, it made me really super proud of all the people around here, and it was just something that, uh,
1: like, if there's something we could do on the show that we could help that out, like, I'm sure we could figure something out. Oh, that yeah, we could uh, get something set up, like a drop off where would drop off hockey, used hockey equipment, used sticks. Like what, what? do they want? They they, they don't use shim pads, isn't it just like road hockey or yeah. whatever? Right? Yeah,
0: the orange balls. So, yeah. some some sissies would wear. Uh, You're in the army, yeah, are you shitting sh- me? Yeah, some sissies would wear uh, well, knee things. Oh, they got to be the, the clerks there right? yeah Quirks. <laughs>
3: <Both, laughs> <those laughs> <pussies>.
1: Quirks. <laughs> Because you know the cooks, they got <laughs> extra <laughs> knives on them. They don't give me I, I, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want
0: to make fun of the cooks, but yeah. <laughs> that's the wrong guys <laughs> to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, it was a really nice thing. And uh, um, my newspaper buddies, Bob Duff, and I, I think it was Duffer, did an article about it and everything. So people got to know what to do and yep. whatever. What do it might have been Mr. Derby, but I think it was Duff Duffer that did it. Do you know if it's still going on? Like oh a, no! It was a one-time deal. Oh, you know, okay. Okay. J- just for that, uh, they got the whole. You know, they said, "Okay, until this day, yep. bring all the stuff, and then we'll ship it over there." And they did. Well, maybe you can find out if they still need stuff. You know what I mean? Well, place. there's no. We don't have anyone over there. So oh yeah, yeah I they, you know on, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, yeah. But going forward, it's nice to know that we give you, you you would if yep. you needed to, right? Yep.
3: Yeah. For
0: like last year I was sent away for that two months and you know, I, I had, uh, I was in Toronto and it was the easiest army deal I've ever done because I'm in the infantry. infantry. Usually you, you get a tent at the very most, or you're just on the ground outside or nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So they put us up in these hotel rooms, suites, and you were the only one in the room because of the sick thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so, but it was sort of lonely. Right. But, but I had neighbors, uh, Sean, the first from Maidstone. Yep, we're going up north with pockets and uh um they pulled they pulled into the hotel or saying they brought me a care package from oh, my wife nice. sent me a bunch of nice stuff and beer and they brought me some beer yeah and they came to visit me and everything and, and you know same thing they bring me books to read and because there again i don't do phones and i always bring tons of books to read mm-hmm. and food and <laughs> Just as a joke, Beer. my wife sent me a six pack of those rainbow beers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, uh, here,
0: McLeod, here's your, in front of the young uh, the, the guys, right? That's
3: so that was a good
0: one, and, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that that had been some, uh, Yeah, some questions It was them and uh, Mark Hebert, uh, young fella me, a young fellow that grew up in lives in Toronto now, and he would bring me. Uh, he would come visit me and he'd bring me uh, old DVDs of old television shows from when I was a kid, like Emergency and Adam
3: 12
0: <laughs> and he would bring me beer and food and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I and my cousin, Chris too. Mullen too, uh, he, he brought me a guitar to play in the room and I saved one of those rainbow beers for him. I said, this this is just for you, buddy. Especially for you. Yeah, so I, I had, a, I had people um, helping me out like I yep. always have yep. and to do those things you have to have uh, a good circle of friends and family if you want to stay sane or if you want to have a, a, a good feeling while you're away yep. you know not be worried about to things. know you're coming home to something yeah and, and my my wife is she's really she's really great and, yeah. and her family like uh I've said it right to face before um her parents just as a joke sometimes i'll say hey if, if i could keep your parents and in, in you know <laughs> <laughs> if, anything happens, <laughs>
3: if
0: anything happens you want to keep your parents yeah <laughs> <out>. <laughs> can i keep your parents <laughs> no like if there was a, a picture of a, the definition of christian i don't mean in a religious way um uh, i just mean in a uh, living a, a nice life and very thought, selfless and thoughtful mm-hmm. like their their photo would be by the definition yeah yeah. that word, but they're you're always saying, Joe. they're you're always babysitting for us and my, my mother-in-law's cooking and Mr. George, my, my father-in-law, sometimes he'll buy me steaks and cook them for me. <laughs> He's a retired police, yeah. yeah. imagine that, eh? <laughs>
1: what, what's his last name?
0: George, their name is George. Oh, last Denison, name is George. Mariette, George. Okay, but I, I still call him Mr. and Mrs., so. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going over there after work tomorrow morning, we got a, Kurt Rivey and I got to dig some
1: uh, post holes, they're getting a fence, so. Oh, speaking of uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Hayes,
3: Kurt, Kurt Hayes, um, yeah. When,
1: did did you uh, steal a home run away from him? Oh, yeah. He was this amazing yeah. softball
0: player or something. This Kirk, yeah. We, well, we, I've been playing baseball my whole life too. But we it's in it Maidstone. It's slow pitch, right? Yep, yep. St. Mary's League. So Kirk, yeah, he's older than I am. Great, great fellow. Yeah. Um, and he still brings the story up to, to this day. It, it, it's funny, it's, it's gotta be 40 years ago now. Um, so yeah, he comes up and it's the, you know, the junior lead or whatever, young fellas, say from like eight or nine till like 16 back then. Right. It didn't divide him up as much as they do now. So he comes up and he smashes one, like a great hit for a younger guy then. And I was running, like, it was like the Willie Mays one. Only I dove too though. Oh yeah. and we, it, it was like a one in a million catch, right? Yep. <laughs> so I laid out completely, facing the other way, and caught the ball. <laughs> he still, to this day, he still can't believe it. <laughs> but you're, you know, you have to have your your family and friends. I have a lot of good friends that help when I was away or when I go away. And, and you know, my dad will take kids to sports. I like I say, with the five baseball teams and hockey teams, there's always something going on. My my neighbors will bring my kids to sports. My my uh, you know, my outlaws will, um, my friends, my dad, you know, there's a lot of people that chip in and it's kind of nice to have a good amount of friends and family to count on. You know what I mean? It, it, it takes a load off, off your mind. That's for
3: mm-hmm. sure. That's Man, great.
2: This has been unreal though. <laughs> it's yeah. been, uh, we've already been over an hour boys.
1: Oh, really? I still have like it. 11 deep questions for or- Count. I can say I, I don't care i have to be at work at 11 after
0: after that
1: i don't i don't care i don't
0: want to Let,
2: fast. Don't let's uh let's 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 go this way if you could leave us with one awesome story which one would you leave us with
0: i, I don't know you can't do that to me
3: uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: the canoe canoe oh god okay uh
3: all right, so we'll have to
1: have back on because I got I got a bunch for there, there's okay. uh, like there's like uh, getting caught watching porn at the McDermott's. Okay, <laughs> that oh, <right> all Let's <laughs> clarify this. I wasn't watching that That was Nick. They, I was sleeping on the
0: floor, and this is I was always the you know, like has to like, oh hi Mrs. McDermott, and whatever. And the parents didn't expect from me, you know. They they I was the one that wouldn't do that, right? And I wouldn't know how to work it anyway. So Nick Jamie put it on. And I was sleeping on the floor, and his mom came downstairs, and those guys all skedaddled, right? So yeah. I was the only one laying there, and this dirty movies on the television. <laughs> I still remember the thing because it, it, it scarred me. It was, not that it's not scarred. what it was on, but because Mrs. McDermott thought <laughs> it, like, hey, yeah. uh, it was me. Yeah, was that four eighteen? I like, think it the Spice channel so or so. Friday. Yeah. So she comes down I was like, "What's going on down here?" here. And then, was, but uh, she did know; she knew her own kid enough to know. that that it was not me right but they were just trying to get me in trouble well that's a good one actually i
1: never
0: would have thought of that but yeah so the canoeing uh it just came about i'm not a canoeist i have one i've been in a canoe like i don't know 15 times in my whole life but it came about we're just sitting around having beers in my living room and maybe Stone one day a bunch of guys and I don't know why I said it. I just said, well, we, we all like Piliyah. And I've been going there since I was younger. Yeah. Our friends had, Sollys had potato go there. We go. I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, so I said, I wonder if everybody's ever wrote, I said, row a boat, not a kind of over there. <laughs> and right away, these guys are like, oh, you can't do that. You oh, know, you can't do that. I'm Challenge accepted. I'm like, I didn't know, but I was like, why can't you? They're like, why couldn't you? So I borrowed my uncle's canoe. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but I borrowed my uncle's canoe and I got, uh, the first year it was Mike O'Neill and Scott Gilman <laughs> to drive me out to the week before I went out to this beach in Lymington, not in the park, but there's like a, there's a Peely Wings store and there's this little beach right there and there's yep. like an ice cream joint across that road. That's just a small little beach. Look at these big rocks. This is how scientific I am, <laughs> but at least I was thinking about it. I went to that beach the week before at uh, at dusk, and you can see the island on nice clear night. So I got a big stick and put it on a rock and just pointed it at the island and left it there. So, like a week later, I went back at I don't know, midnight or two in the morning or whatever it was. I got there at five something in the morning. So it was, yeah, it was right around midnight. And, and uh it was still there so i was like i gotta go that way <laughs> so you can't just follow a light on the lake right because it could be a could be you can end up yeah. in ohio or something right yeah so i took stock of the fact that the island was there and it's you know you're only going 16 miles so you, you got a big swath. you're not going to miss it you could right. miss it right. but um I mean, and the, off, yeah and off to the left um was uh that they call it the toilet bowl, that helicopter lighthouse. Yeah. Um uh, My grandfather, not there, but uh, the, one of the other old lighthouses was one of the last lighthouse keepers at social uh, office of, in Lake Erie there, social uh, light, yeah. In the sixties, I think it was, uh, but uh, anyway, so I said, oh, okay, I'm gonna do that. And it was nice enough, right? So those guys, they didn't want me to do it. Like, mm. they were so scared for oh fucking 16 miles. Yeah, it's a big lake. And it was that night too, right? So. Uh, uh, so, I started off and I had a life jacket. I wasn't wearing it. I used it as a cushion. I had a, a, a ghetto blaster, skate laced across the cross member, and I was playing cassettes of like the Beatles, Gordon Lightfoot. I didn't think that was such a good thing. the and, like, oh, oh. <laughs> and I had sandwiches and I had a few beers and I had a bottle of champagne for if I made it alive. Yeah.
1: So, the first year I did it. with the sandwiches from the Lady
0: Auxiliary? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, I forget who made them, but uh, uh, I could only take like a bite of a sandwich. Not being, I never been in a canoe before, really, so I didn't realize like the canoe started going into the waves sideways, like this. Yeah, I couldn't stop paddling. Really, I take right. a bite and I keep going. I never even drank a beer on the way over there. I take a sip of iced tea or water, whatever I had. Yep. Um, and I was lucky to make it. There was all kinds of adventures. The it, it, the, the the dawn turned into a complete fog. I almost couldn't even see from me to you away. Oh shit. So I lost sight of everything, but I didn't lose, I didn't panic, right? I just Did you have a, a company? No, I had nothing. So uh, <laughs> I had my wits about me, Rob. I'm stick. It was still pointing yeah, So I direction. So I didn't panic. I just said, okay, you can see the sun you know, the sun was sort of shining through the fog. Yep. The sun rises in the east, sets in the west. Right. So like there's Dewey, so right. there's West, there. and there's the island, I thought of the map, right? right. The island, north, south, whatever. Yep. So I gotta go this way. Kept going, uh, I came out of the fog and I was in the shipping channel and there was a freighter like bearing down on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, <laughs> honest to God. I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? Like I either gotta back up a bit or make a run for it and get past him. So I made I'm not one to back away, right? So I said, okay, we're going to go for it. So I got past where he was going and I finally went "Oh," and took it a little easier. And then he went past and I got the big wake or whatever, whatever. I, you know, it was probably 50 yards away, but it, it seems like a hulking mask past you, right? Right. And I didn't wave at those guys or anything, cause I didn't want them calling the cops or like, Hey, this guy needs help or whatever. Right. So I kept going. And uh, I I made it. And as I got into the lee of the island, the calmer water, and Discutter Scudder Bay there, I put a uh, Mullican tire by Paul McCartney on the thing because it has the pipes. I piped myself into the harbor. And I got off of that thing and said, Thank you. I, and I popped the champagne and drank it. And then I called those guys from a payphone. Remember yeah, those? Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. And they're like, Oh my God, we thought you were dead. And we were going to call the cops. And because they lost sight of me, right? Oh, Obviously, so they watched you go on. They, well, they gave me a flash a uh, torch, a flashlight. Yep. To keep every once in a while flash it back to make sure it wasn't and then they just lost sight of it right, right. so they thought oh my god joe's dead <laughs> so i called them all uh, and they all took the ferry over and it was a fun weekend but there was no paddling back i'll tell you that we barely could make it out of the boat on <laughs> the way back so there are other funny stories about that but i actually did it three times so the first year it took me five hours in the middle of the night the second time it took me three hours and 15 minutes in the middle of the night it was like a sheet of glass all the way across oh nice you couldn't ask for a better name nicer too really nice night and then the third time i did it during the day in october and that took me four hours so i guess the average time would be about four hours but i'll tell you right now it's something being out in the middle of a lake on a clear night when there's no lights around you it's like being in space it was beautiful mm-hmm. and, and uh you know uh we got there and the first year when those guys came where we stayed at Jameis's uh Maidstone family they had a cottage over there and a bread and breakfast. And Mr. and Mrs. Jameis were very nice people and they cooked us breakfast and we were, you know, feeling whatever, but we were down there and, and Mrs. Jameis was giving me heck. She was, wasn't impressed with what I did or whatever, right? But they were taking care of us just the same. And uh, so, but Mr. Jameis was, you know, an old farmer, he played football on. He's like, mother, and he called her mother. He's like, mother, leave the boy alone. I would have liked to have been out there with him. And then she said, well, there would have been two losers at the bottom of the lake then. <laughs> So we
2: thought that. that was difficult. yeah. I did it three times. That's impressive. That's crazy, man. Uh, the well, the worst two, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just saying we got to uh, we got to wrap her up. I got to do some editing stuff with Drew and stuff like that. So, Joe, this has been nuts, man. I can't. It. I still can't believe that's a long ass trip. I'd be dead doing that, by the way. One hundred percent. Would be dead. Boy, I couldn't go four hours on a canoe? You kidding me?
0: Oh. So that's and I won't go into the whole story, but I did another one, it was in the I drive truck and was going through Ohio and Indiana all the time us 24 there's the Miami river. I did that for three and a half days I wrote uh, it from Fort Wayne, Indiana back to the uh, Lake Erie at Toledo and I was originally going to go across the lake to Peely Island, but the weather was too bad. So I stopped it after that, but it was three and a half days. It was way worse than the island. I was almost getting killed like five times a day doing that. And I thought it would be this little, uh, you know, this little jaunt that yeah. I got her. Oh, there was dams and rapids and snakes and bugs. And it, it was, it was awful. But yeah. we'll
1: save that for another time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, me, I, 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 guess, we, I hope <laughs> you would like to come back because uh, I definitely uh, have a bunch well, more questions I've, for you. I've had a good time. I
0: know. Yeah.
2: We will 100% do this again for sure, Joe. Thanks, man, and let's have a beer soon.
0: Hey, I'm up for that anytime, Tony.
2: We're down for that. Thanks
0: for uh, 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 helping this knucklehead with all the gadgets
2: and gifts. <laughs> yeah, still. someone's got a.
1: I just like to say I'm I'm proud to be a Canadian, and I'm proud that this guy takes care of our country yes, and for sure. serves for us, and you know that's how important it is to buy the poppy to support your your military your your veterans your everything and it's not about you you people that you know whatever did, did it, you just say you people yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, I and it is about you people that don't buy them because there aren't regular canadians that aren't that were born here raised here that don't buy them yeah. so it's 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 you people it, it, it doesn't mean it's, anybody specific it's about you, people. This that is the
0: don't last story I will tell you. It'll take, it'll take a second, and it has pertaining to that exactly. So I'm a big Don Cherry fan. Met him, I, you know. I think the world of him. Don't always agree with what he says, whatever. But 90% of the stuff. Um, So when he did that, I thought it was a farce that he was fired for it. It's coach's corner supposed to be an opinion, right? All they had to do was say the the opinions and and words of Mr. Cherry aren't the ones of CBC, CBT. CTV should never got fired for that. As I stopped watching hockey after that, I even phoned them politely, though I didn't, a lot of my friends phoned and swore and everything. I said this and I turned them whenever and I said, I'm not watching this anymore. That's crazy. So anyway, my wife. Who, who, you know, shakes her hat at how myself and our friends are, well stuff like that. But God bless her. She got me this shirt for a present, but she hides it on me. She won't let me wear it except for around Christmas because she knows I'd wear it like every day.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> they a big picture of Don Cherry and it says, Merry Christmas, you people on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for saying that, though. Rob. I appreciate yeah. it. And I agree with you 100,000%.
2: No man, thank you. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, just cheers for, for everybody! For thanks for having me, and and yeah, if sure. you'll have me back, I'll come back.
0: Maybe for we sure. can have man, Jamie and Fruz on and Kane and maybe we'll I'll bring my guitar. And
1: well, have, well you, you and Sean have to get uh, get <laughs> Bruiser to come on by himself first, and then we'll have the three Stooges on.
2: Yeah, we'll do so it for if
3: sure. We want
1: to get sure. him on because then that would be just like an <laughs> epic show. All <laughs> three on.
2: Yeah, we'll do it so. for sure, man. Thanks again, though. Thank you. And there he was, folks. Mr. Joe McCloud. What? Man, that guy had some stories, man. He was a fucking beauty, man.
1: You know, I get to sleep better at night because I know this guy's protecting our country. Oh, I know. You know, and if anybody wanted to take over, you know, the, the island or anything, he'll fucking paddle out there and kill you
3: yeah yeah
2: awesome guys so big shout out to joe thank you for uh for stopping on here with the boys and we'll have to have a couple soon when we uh whenever we get a chance here
1: well let's say let's let's say this
2: soon as those two uh knuckleheads talk bruiser into
1: coming Mm -hmm. on the show then we'll do the three of them all together because i have so many questions still for sean and uh joe Mm -hmm. that uh it will make a great episode if we get the, the 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 whole line on, you know.
2: Yeah, oh for sure. Did you see the Team Canada girls are just fucking crushing everybody? Beasts. They're beasts. Everybody.
1: Crushing. Like everybody. I'm telling you, bro. Like they they play hockey mm-hmm. better than most men I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, they're our, These girls, these these girls can't skate around with eggs in their pockets because they're all broken. Yeah, and they're not even allowed to check.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, our three our three friends there are doing extremely well in the in, in the tournament there, right? Eh? Well, fast, I think got fast, I think got uh she got thrown out of a game, I think. <laughs> she got then, five minute major, yeah. yeah. Two. So, but the, but the other two are like light in the lamp, so. Man, it's good to see those girls doing so good. They're killing teams. Right, the I mean, last I checked, they were they were five and zero, and they were headed into the semis or the or the finals, one of the two. But they are like some of the scores too are like like blowouts.
1: Just, well, they blew out the U.S., which they shouldn't have. Like the U.S. shouldn't stepped up, but five one or five yeah. two. Five, yeah, I was one. gonna say. I it was a. They big outshot round. Germany last night or the night before, uh, fifty-two
2: to three. I seen that. That's that was the crazy like, thing. Holy I fuck! Because uh, I was like, "Holy shit!" They only allow yeah. three shots, and they won like some like whatever nothing but seven was like, nothing. Yeah, it was like <laughs> like they
1: scored twice in that game. Hats off to her.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's lighting it up. Good, they man. all are.
1: They're they're, they're uh that Poulan. Wow, yeah. what a hockey player!
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: fantastic. I'm so happy to be Canadian when you see girl, these girls play like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, it's, awesome. big, it's unreal. Yeah, it's awesome. Maybe, uh, maybe soon we'll do a little update with those girls, try to get them, on, try to get them back on with us or something, or maybe one Pretty of them. Sure. See. That, would, that would be sick. Yeah, get one of them on, see what's up. Um, last thing here, cause there's not a whole lot going on. You had something on Johnny T. Yeah.
1: Uh, so his, what did he hurt? Was it, what is his neck?
2: It was something with his neck. I th- it was his neck yeah. and his knee or something.
1: Yeah. So they, they said he's doing fantastic and, uh, his office training, uh, everything's coming along very nicely. Like he'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a big boost for. Toronto getting their captain back, you know, after that incident with Corey Perry, you dirty fucker. <laughs> uh,
2: whatever. <laughs> hey, so when when is it going to be the time where that Leafs logo is going to get flipped back like the right way? Win a fucking
1: playoffs. Win, oh, win, win a playoff win, series. Win a playoff <laughs> series. It's staying like that until I fucking <laughs> yeah. I Bly do feel bad for play.
2: I do feel bad for for the Leaf fans because like especially the ones that are like like the true fans because like it's it's a struggle right now it's a grind they're like they haven't won a series since 04 and like stuff like that like it's they and they've had some fucking wagon teams too like really good teams and they just can't figure it out man they can't get over that hump and it's fuck it sucks for leaf fans but then there's some that are like book the parade every year and then so those guys i'm laughing at uh, you yeah i'm laughing at you guys but fans like you and like ma and tom and like stuff like that i'm like i feel for you guys like i really do just go through the struggles right yeah it's
1: it's just as bad as being a fucking lions fan yeah it's just
2: horrible for you, you know, it's double whammy. I picked all
1: the great teams. Thanks, Dad.
2: Thanks, yeah, I, was Dad. Gonna, I was gonna say because you're a Lions fan. Well, I'm a Lions fan too, so I kind of yeah. know what that what that feeling's like. And my Red Wings aren't very good right now, and Tigers aren't very good right now, and the Pistons aren't very good. Tigers right
1: are coming now. along though.
2: They I, are. I, they I'm, are coming. I'm happy
1: along. with the Tigers and their progress that they're they're in, in their rebuild.
2: They're actually probably the better off of the four freaking sports teams right now. Yeah until the red wings get going
1: like i just i you know i honestly wish they would have got rid of um the coach there for toronto uh what the fuck is his name i keep thinking dubis but it's uh
2: you're thinking sheldon Keefe.
1: yeah i i I wish they would have got rid of him not that he's a bad coach because he's a good coach Mm -hmm. but he's a fucking uh you know, he's an ego stroker. And I bet that you have to do that in the NHL nowadays, like Mm. but, you know, like I really like Toronto style, Mm. you know, and and come in here and kick these guys right in the dick and say, let's fucking go because it's happening right now. None of it. None of it. Mm. And now you let one of your best grinders go. Who the fuck is going in a corner to get the puck for Matthews and and Marner now?
2: It's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, well, maybe Austin becomes a totally different hockey player.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to find out. Toronto's going to be different. To, it's going to be weird to see them this year just to see because they made they made changes in net and they made changes everywhere. And I'll be honest with you. I think, I think they're
1: going backwards. I think they're I th- going backwards.
2: I think Kyle Dubas is on the hot seat.
1: I, I, why isn't Brendan Shanahan on the hot
2: seat? I would imagine they probably both are. Like they gotta see. Like, you listen, you guys here, have been. He's
1: at, been there the longest. He's been there the longest now, right? And well, he said five years. Five mm-hmm. years. Well, it's been five years. It's been longer than five years. So, <laughs> what are we doing?
2: I don't, you want to know what what I think will actually happen if Toronto gets rid of of like Shanahan? If Toronto gets rid of Shanahan, I think that they're. I think he ends up in the Wings front office.
1: For sure, he will. I was going to pick him up in a heartbeat, but like, I wish they never would have got rid of Lou. I wish mm-hmm. they never would have got rid of uh, Hunter, but, but I don't, I don't understand the decision. And that's Shanahan. That's not Dubas. Mm-hmm. Shanahan, everything doesn't it work? Like everything that uh, Dubas wants to do, I think, Shanahan has to approve. I think it and is. He's the one I, that hired him.
2: Yes. Cause he's president of hockey operations, right? Right. So yeah. So yes, he would have to hire Kyle Dubas and stuff. Right. So he hand-picks. He's your general
1: manager. He's think, your general manager. Think
2: they think they've had Brian Burke too, man.
1: Fuck, they've had everybody. Like, they've you had know and Fletcher. I- they've had you know you got Lou Lamarillo, who's 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 won how many Stanley Cups? Almost. He almost got the Islanders there this year, and the Islanders were well, they were okay, but when yeah. he stepped in there, holy fuck, what a different team. Yeah. Like you want to play for that guy, or he's going to say, guess what?
2: Yeah, or that's he's gonna liner sound yeah or he's gonna kick you in the ass one of the two
1: <laughs> he'll ball kick you
2: it's nuts yeah so pretty much man that's it Not lot a whole lot going on in the hockey world we got a couple big interviews coming up for you guys that actually we're going to record one tonight not saying who but so you on that bank note on it though yeah yeah <laughs> well there's a hint um <laughs> do you have anything else or are you good to go bro
1: no, I just I just want to give a shout out to Joe one more time for uh, all he does for our country, you know, mm-hmm. and at his age when he joined the the military and, uh, you know, proud to be a Canadian uh, when you've got somebody like that on your yeah. side. And yeah. that's all I got to say about
2: that. Yeah, definitely. Joe's a beauty. So until next week, we got Aunt Rob, we're signing off. We're out of here. See ya.
3: Yeah, I can get behind it